This is the moment you have all been waiting for. A much anticipated release. Season 2 of the Bahraini Boys Podcast. Yeah. Let's go. Hello everybody. I am so glad to say that we are back on track hitting you all with the first episode of season 2. It's been a hot minute. A very hot minute if you are following me on Instagram um, at a.h.alawi. You would know that I have been keeping my hands busy with photography, videography, and all that, among other things. And uh, I haven't had the time to just sit down and record. I was also busy handling college admissions and whatnot. Anyways, all that aside, on this first episode, we have a very talented, exceptional Low-key, down-to-earth, amazing artist who joined us all the way from India and is contributing tremendously here in the music industry in Bahrain. And that individual, folks, is Ashwin Shinoi, mostly known as Zanai. The man knows his code, knows what the world is missing in terms of cultural awareness. And the biggest sign of that is his single, his hit single, Ugly. And he released it on the American Independence Day, July 4th. And honest to God, the music video, the song was top-notch. Kudos to the wonderful team who worked on it. Angelina Nassoon, Tirur Malhotra, and everybody else. Now, I interviewed Zanaya a while back before he released Ugly. And it was a very fruitful and engaging conversation that we had. So, without further ado, let's roll the interview. What is going on, bro? It is booming, booming. It's a new chapter of life. Yes, that's amazing. That's I like the sound of that always. Yeah, it's uh, this is officially the first episode of season two of the podcast, man. Very and, cool. Uh, yeah, you're on it. So, yeah, man, it's an honor to be here, bro. So, uh, you're gonna be having your last gig here in Bahrain. Yeah, right? yeah. What? At Wagalag, yeah, this Friday. Um, well, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's most likely gonna be my last because so far, um, you know, we're doing like some private events, but those are not open to the public. But Wagalag right now seems to be the last one, unless unless something else pops up. But with this summer, with this heat, it's very unlikely. We'll see. All right, all right, all right. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. So you are called Zanai Music. What is what is the no? Just Zanai, bro. Zanai. All right, yeah. all right. What's Zanai the... Music is just the the handle. The handle. And, all right. Because I try, I tried to get Zanai on uh, <laughs> as as a standalone thing. 
Um, and there is one Janai account that's been there for, for a long time, but hasn't been active for about 10 years. So I tried reaching out to this person, and I don't know, like, there's no uh, communication, there's no, she doesn't seem to be active. Yeah, it's interesting because this name actually spreads far to the Far East as well, as well as it's there in India. Uh, so it's interesting. I like I like how this what this name means. It's kind of cool. Okay, I see. What, what's the what's the what, what's the meaning of it? Well, I mean, I derived it from my family name, um, Shinoi, because um, this is it's like uh, they were a tribe that came down from Kashmir and settled down in Goa, and it's a huge um, Konkani community that when the Portuguese invaded, they kind of split up. But this entire community had different names for the same. Uh, family. So from Shinoi, they have Sinai, uh, they have Shenai, they have, they had uh, Shenai with with an X and two N's. So I was oh, like, wow. well, this is okay. so interesting. Like there's so many different names um, for this one family. I was like, oh, that's really, really cool. So I was like, why not take, take that name? It's still my name, uh, still the family name. And just like alter it a little bit because I'm sort of like, you know, a mix of a bunch of things from here. And also, I'm also a mix of all the impressions I've had growing up here in Bahrain, East and West included. So when you take um, the letter X, you know how the letter X sounds different in the West and it sounds different in the East, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the East, you got, um, like for example, Shanai, you got she, you got that sh sound. But in the West, you X like uh, you use X for xylophone, right? Right. Um, or Xerox. <laughs> so if you mix the Z sound and the the sh sound, you get zh. So I made a Janai. It sounds wow. complicated, but it's actually just like you know when you say bonjour, you have a soft J. It's basically that Janai. Like I don't know, but the the whole name and the whole way that you're you've you've derived it from your family name and stuff like that. Kind of like, don't you feel that it's kind of putting pressure on you? Because like now that now that everybody knows this, um, don't you feel like you're getting pressured as to that um, you're holding your family name and at the same time presenting what you got on like your talent and your music under their name? You know what I mean? Um. Yes and no. <coughs> yes, in the sense that. Um, um, I am trying to do the best I can, and I would like to bring good light to my family. But at the same time, no, because that's the whole alteration of the name. So it kind of makes it alien in a way. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an Indian name. It could be a name from anywhere else in the world. Okay, um, okay, okay. Yeah. That's where the whole uh, alien thing comes from, yeah. Regarding your music, man. To be honest, there are so many underrated tracks. God, like so many. Like I, I agree. Cannot, <laughs> I, I agree. cannot fathom the 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 whole understatement of your music, man. Like Tin Man or Alhamdulillah um, that you made with uh, Mayal Qasim. Yeah, yeah, bro. These things rock. Like God, man. Damn. Thank you. I'm glad you picked up on Tin Man. Um, I feel like that was definitely slept on, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many songs from like back in the day and even now, like some of them are timeless to me. Um, 
there are songs that I listen to from back in the day that when I listen to them, I cringe. I'm like, oh, man, I could have done this so much better. But then there are like a few of those songs from way back when, from like four years ago. I listen to it now and I'm like, can I still beat this? I don't know. Because some of the stuff I've created could be timeless. Um, and I feel that in some songs. And I'm trying to always chase after that that essence of a song to make sure that someone listening to it 10 years from now will still relate to it. Okay, I see. I mean, I'm not one of those I'm not one of those people who really know about your genre of music. I'm a kind of guy of uh I'm a kind of like J Cole kind of guy, like hip hop music and stuff. Yeah. But and that's but, where I came from. Oh, okay, but like exploring this new genre that I'm seeing through your music and through yeah. this this whole new wave, it's uh it's a really really good experience. Thanks, so, man. Yeah, man, like you've you're opening this huge door to so many aspiring artists here in Bahrain. And um I appreciate that. Like it's it's a really, really huge, huge influence on us. So we wanted to know as how did you come this far? What what how what is the oh, man. like what is what made you come this far and what is your motivation? How did you learn music? Wow, okay, those are a lot of questions in one. Um, what is my motivation? How did I come this far? Okay, my motivation is always to break limitations in my life. All I right. think that's something I've had ever since I was a child. Every time I was told I couldn't do something, it made me want to do it. Um, I was stubborn that way, you know? And I've, I always wanted to like create my own path in a certain way. When I was born... I mean, like, I was born to my family, and obviously, like, my family is very much, um, <laughs> that sounds so funny, I was born to my family, yes. <laughs> um, my family is definitely a family of musicians, and they come from, they have art in their blood, for sure. Um, I think at least my immediate family. Um, my granddad, my mom's dad, used to play the veena which is like an eight, like an old Indian classical instrument. And okay. my dad and his brothers, they all used to play in the temples. They used to play like different like bhajans and like play on the tablas. They used to play these devotional songs and stuff, you know? All right. So they always had music around them. And then after like, you know, practice, they'd go home and then just jam on something. They just like make music on their own time. So I think being exposed to that, that sort of energy and, and my my dad and his brothers, they're all self-taught. They would they never learned anything classically, including my mom's dad. Um, he also learned, he was mostly self-taught. He did take a few classes and then he continued on his own. So that drive and that passion to just like master something without the guidance or sometimes not even having the, the exposure or the circumstance to help you get better at it was something that was always passed, like that definitely passed down to me, you know? All right, all right, okay. So I wanted to take up music, and it was a, it took a long time to convince my parents to let me study music professionally and do it as a degree. Um, but after some convincing, I, I convinced my dad to let me go to Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Okay. That's where I did a dual major in music performance and music production engineering. Wow. So... <clears throat> yeah, I mean that was that was definitely like a, a huge 
reality check for me. It was amazing. Um, because, I mean, I was up and coming in Bahrain when I, when I was doing it. And, like, I was a lead vocalist of a metal band. And I always had music around me in different forms, different genres, different styles. I had a metal phase. I had a rock phase. I had a hip-hop phase. I had punk. Not punk, sorry. I Actually, I did have a punk phase for, like, a very short period of time. And um, I had all these different phases in my life. And they all represented different phases emotions. of my yeah emotions of my actual daily life and my relationships with my friends with people i had a skater skater phase that was a, one of the longest phases where i was just exposed to different styles of music from these different skaters and everything so every person wow. i met showed me a different side of music that i didn't know existed um all the way from like the really really heavy stuff all the way to the really um you know the poppy commercial stuff. It, it was, it was so like wide. And then I go to a music school, and it's even wider. So I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know anything about music actually. I actually don't know anything. Um, so that was, that was, sort of, how do you say? Like mass, mass exposure. Yeah, yeah, eye opening. Eye opening. Okay. You know. All right. Yeah. And it made me feel a little bit lost initially. And I got into school as a guitarist. And halfway through that degree, that program, thinking I was going to come out the best guitarist in the world, I started getting this like uh, pain in my shoulder and my neck area. Oh, um, God. And I thought it was just a tendonitis thing that could be solved, but it just got worse and worse. And it couldn't, it, I wasn't allowed to practice for more than 15 minutes at, some, at like, you know at one point, which um, sort of really affected me, like emotionally and put me in a very uh, difficult place. But I did grow up around other instruments. So even though I had, I was, I chose the guitar as my main thing. I did, I did play drums. I did sing. I did try and do all these different things. I started picking up the oud. I played the oud and I learned that. And because I didn't have, I wasn't given a chance to choose one thing as a principal instrument. It forced me to explore and experiment. Okay, I see. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's what like that's what they encourage you in mu in uh, in music music school, right? Like you have to expose yourself to different elements of music and try to mix I, and match, you know? I guess um and not to say anything good or bad about uh, music school, but the program I was in did not allow me to experiment with different instruments. You choose one instrument, you stick with it for the whole program. Oh, my God. Um, so that was a little bit um, difficult for me because I saw music as this living, moving force that talked to me through different instruments, different sounds, right? And right. then I meet... I met, I met teachers who were like, this is the guitar, this is, you're a guitarist, and this is what you have to do as a guitarist, and these are the things you do. And it just felt a little, felt very restricting. Um, and it's not, it's not a bad thing, because there are people who can really tap into that language just using one instrument. But for me to find, like, I found it exciting to understand the language through different sounds and different instruments. Um... So I think the guitar thing, me not being able to play guitar, 
anymore was actually a blessing in disguise because it allowed me to continue on that path of exploring and discovering more and learning and absorbing more. Okay. And at one point I came back to songwriting. I never wow. I never wrote songs before. I used to compose metal instrumental compositions, you know, like OSTs, original soundtracks and stuff. I used to try and make up my own, you know, um, instrumental songs. And then at one point, because I had to leave the guitar, I couldn't do that anymore. So I started writing words. And I was like, these words have rhythm, so why not try and uh, rap it? <laughs> Make a rap, okay. <laughs> Make a rap. And yeah. um, it was very bad in the beginning, I'm not going to lie. Um, and I was like, okay, let me try and make some beats as well. So I started making beats just using Logic on my laptop. And man, like 10 years, I mean, not five years from then, it's this is where I am. Yo, question. I mean, what, like, no, no, this is, this is a real, real question that I would, I wanted to ask, like, a yeah. real artist like you. Like, what is the difference or what are the similarities between rap and actual poetry? Wow. I think they go hand in hand, for sure. Um, All right. I think they're one and the same if we want to be the essence of both. Um, the best rappers, if you if you really listen to them, they use similar um, devices as poets do. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double entendres, their metaphors, their similes, and their whole relation. I feel like more in rap, though, you focus on punchlines and shortening your phrases. Like, a poet would make a whole poem about one thing. Like, he'd talk about his, his love life as if it was uh, breaking, like, a car. For example, his love life is like a depreciating car or something, you know? And that right. whole poem would be that car. And after you read the end of it, then you're like, oh, this is about his love life. But a rapper wouldn't really do that for the whole song. Um, a rapper would do the whole depreciating car in one line. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. he'd make that whole thing into one line. That's like a general, generic kind of description I can give you right now. But obviously, I'm very, very much uh, downsizing it. <laughs> Don't get down. Um, obviously, yeah, there's I mean, so much uh, more to both, to both art forms. And that's where songwriting comes in, because I feel like it's with songwriting, it's kind of like a blend of both uh, poetry and rap. That's the way I see it, at least. Well, as a as a small, like little poet myself, I mean, I've been I've been trying to explore different arithmetics and stuff like that and language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I've, I've been trying to like mix between between uh, Arabic and English. Very so, cool. Yeah, man. Like. <clears throat> it's 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 the new wave here in Bahrain. Like we're as as a co like a cosmopolitan country, yeah. And like this multicultural people, we I, I I try to make make poems that are like um can be like digested by everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So of course, yeah. That's uh that's my approach, and like that's that's one of the 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 questions that I had uh, as to what what was the difference between rap and po and uh, poetry, and and uh, that that answer that you gave was was uh, pretty straightforward for uh, everybody listening. So, yeah, that's one thing. So the the second thing was, mm. um, what was like. Obviously, you already stated one of the obstacles that you face is um, that you you were you were uh, required to stick to one instrument while you were um, 
pursuing your degree. Yeah. Um, what were like the other like harder obstacles that you had to face um, recently or beforehand during your degree? I think that the uh, the guitar thing was definitely the biggest obstacle because I dedicated my whole my whole growing up life, basically most of those years, uh, to guitar since the since the age of nine or ten or eleven, I think, um, all the way up until I was twenty four, twenty three, twenty four. Okay. I I gave my life to the guitar, and losing that was was very very difficult like imagine like you know you you're you're really attached to something not attached to something you're very much in love with your job and all of a sudden you can't do the job that you love like not because of any other reason but yourself you know what i mean like if it was like a monetary issue if it was like a, something on the outside um it could be fixed you could still fight it in some way you could still keep going but if you are your if you are your own obstacle, it gets harder. Um, and emotionally, that was that was very, very uh, traumatic for for a while. But you know, my my dad always says necessity is the mother of invention. So I feel like I still had the necessity to create and express myself. Okay. So I reinvented the way I could do that, and. Um, I realized like I have all the instruments I need right here on my laptop. I have sounds, I have and I have myself. Right. And if I can create a song that could change someone's life, um that to me is success. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I get I yeah, I get what you're um what you're implying like the the possibility that that if somebody was like going through something and then all of a sudden he come and like he's while he's listening to music on spotify or whatever mm. like he come, comes across um your music and then he's like oh yo this is dope and like um like it makes whatever he's going through a little bit more easier yeah and and it, it makes you feel that yeah i i did something i affected or um, made somebody else's life easier in, in, yeah, in, in some yeah. way, you know? So, and this, uh, yeah. And, and this may sound ambitious and this may sound a little bit crazy, but I feel like this, the songs I want to put out there, the music, like, like you said, you know, let's say someone is like driving down and he's going through a hard time and he stumbles across my music. I don't want it to just affect him and make it life a little bit easier. I kind of want to help him have a breakthrough. I mean, whoever listens to it, him or her, yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't matter, you know, like whoever that person is, I want that person to just realize something like it could be something so subtle that can be expressed in words. But when they listen to the song and they put that song puts themselves in their shoes or vice versa, they're like, oh, like it inspires them to just make that that step. I see. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or turn that attention uh, they have on things that are going on outside, all that noise that's going on, all the, the, the noise and the turbulence of the world, like inspire them to turn that attention towards themselves inwardly. That is, oh, God damn it. You, you're so like, God damn it. 
<laughs> the inspiration, man, it's just too hard to bear, bro. <laughs> God damn it. Anyways, <laughs> right. So, oh, um, funny it's enough, kind, bro. Funny yeah, enough, you're saying. Um, yeah. Um, we. H- how did we meet? Yeah, we met through. Through TikTok, I think. Yeah, yeah we um, went through TikTok. Yeah, that is so funny. Yeah, we came. Through. I came across one of your videos, and I'm like, "Yo, this guy's music is fire, man!" <laughs> and I and I look at the engagement on your videos, and I'm like, "What the fuck? <laughs> how the hell does this? How the hell is the algorithm not recognizing this guy's potential, man? Like, what the hell? It'll happen. It'll happen. I feel like all in due time, you know. So uh, yeah, this is one of those. Uh, obstacles that we have here in uh, like especially in the Middle East you know like the exposure that we need for artists such as yourself is is so little and so underrated so um, this is one of the goals of the podcast is to like um, spot a light on these on these uh, artists yeah serve more you know of course, um, of course. Everyone here, definitely. So the biggest tool for these artists to is to show their work to the world is through social media, obviously. Yeah. Um, I talked about this with Nabil Adil in I think the last episode of the of the last season. Okay. And and um, how, like, how can I say this? Even though social media is such a big part of an artist's um, career, yeah. and so it's sometimes draining, and all the criticism that you get, and all that was, all, all that hate that you might or might not get, um, how 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 would you, if if you were put on that huge pedestal in the future, yeah, yeah, how would you deal with that pressure? I um, I you treat it as a job at the end of the day. Like even right now, I treat it as a job. It's um, it's work I need to do. It, it's part of my job as a musician and an artist. So I don't have to necessarily be um, avoiding too much. I like you know, like you have to show up to your job, right? And right. at your job, your boss might be uh, very nasty to you. Um, he might treat you like shit, and you're like, oh, you go home feeling bad, but then you still show up to work. I feel like. It's similar to that, but at the same time, you still have the option of separating yourself from it. So even if I was at one day, I put, I'm put on this big pedestal. I have, you know, millions of followers or whatever. You know, like whenever that happens, and then I'm obviously getting hate around that time as well. Um, whoever they're hating, they're hating an, a version they think that you are, which oh, you're not okay. really. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you understand that what you put out there uh, is not necessarily all of you, you have this sense of distance between yourself and the image you put out. Because at the end of the day, it's an image. It's still a, a intangible kind of phantom ghost that's like lingering around and if you get hurt by it it's because you're holding on to it too much but it doesn't really really exist okay okay it I sounds see. it sounds very like uh hocus pocus right now but basically it is true it is true yeah right because we're not we're not the mask and you've seen this right you've seen like growing up at least me growing up we've seen some of the greatest artists 
go through some of the biggest identity crisis and going through all this, you know, turmoil and trauma. And that's because they've lost themselves in what they've created. And they can't find their way back because when they started creating it, they created it out of nothing. And at the end of the day, it comes back to nothing. Right. So that's why I, I, I really feel like I started late on purpose in the sense that I decided to choose myself and go down the path of discovering myself first before I took on the, the whole artist discovery. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. so be grounded, uh, just be grounded in yourself. Be grounded. Right. Be grounded. All right. That's, um, so, you you need to anchor yourself in in one place as to you don't lose yourself in the process of of reaching your goal yes and um anchor yourself in a way that you know okay i was watching this interview between um between russ and joe budden and russ was talking about how he talked to john mayer <laughs> So John I Mayer. I think told, I've seen this. Have you seen this? Yeah, John Mayer told Russ because Russ was going through a hard time around 2018, and uh, he was getting a lot of hate. And he asked John Mayer, like, you know, man, like I'm going through like so much. I, I don't know what to do. Uh, I feel like I need to fight back or anything. And John Mayer says this like really, um, Mr. Miyagi style quote to him, and he's like, you know, just take off your jacket. You know? <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. when you come home, take off your jacket. And that made instant, like, perfect sense to me. As soon as I heard him say that, I was like, oh, of course. Um, don't hold on to your ego. Don't don't wear your mask all the time. When you're at home, you're without your mask. Um, and if you're able to, like, you know, let go of that identity, artist, artistic identity, you're free. And that's what artists are supposed to remain. We're supposed to remain free so that we can show others the way to that freedom. Otherwise, if we're imprisoned by our own identities, then how can we be a guiding light anymore? My God. The <laughs> way, the way, the way that, that he's like, the minute you said take off your jacket, man, with such a simple like um sentence like that and the meaning behind it the, yeah. the, the 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 context that you get when from hearing it man that's yeah that's so amazing bro um so Thanks, man. going back to going back to um the whatchamacallit the industry in Bahrain right yeah um it is such such a small industry right and uh -huh. we have such little little impact on 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 the people in the industry right and right. Uh, most of the artists that i've been talking to have said that it's because of the 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 influence that the west has on us and that we're so attracted to um their artists their their totally events agree. and and, totally and their agree. their lifestyle you know 100 percent. so um there is this the biggest of... yeah, yeah sorry sorry continue I'll, I'll 
respond that to. All right. So the the biggest the biggest um, um, sign of that is when they announced uh, Justin Bieber coming to Donna Amphitheater, I think in yeah. December, right? Uh-huh. The minute that they opened the way for people to um, get their tickets, I swear to God, those tickets were sold out in just 24 hours. Yeah. 24 hours, man. And compare that to a local concert that happens for 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 like a local artist, man. Mm. We don't get much much uh, engagement, you know, and yeah. that that really bums us out. That really um, makes makes a lot of artists um, lose their way, you know. So, what 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 is your opinion on that? There's a sort of. Uh... There's a sort of infection that we all are victim to growing up here. And I feel like it's not just here. I feel like it's also, I mean, even in India, you notice that. And we have this tendency to glorify the West and want to be that and discard what we have. Um, Even though what we have is as good as that. and the fact that it could be older than the West, you know, shows that we could have a lot more richer uh, knowledge and culture and pride in it. But we refuse to look at it that way. And okay. that could be because of years of, you know, colonization and um, post-colonial lifestyle and everything. And I mean, it could be. A number of other factors it could be the economy it could be globalization it could be whatever it is but it not, no single thing is to be is to blame actually it's our own responsibility as individuals to stop feeling inferior and that comes from an inferiority complex to be real here it comes yeah. from an inferiority complex to that 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 looks at things that we already have as not enough and that we need to look at, at, at it doesn't even necessarily have to be the West, but we have to look outside to, to fill that void we have. When we already have it filled, we got gold right here. You've seen, you've read the book, The Alchemist, Paolo Coelho? Yeah, yeah, I did. He goes all the way, all he travels, he travels the world, and then he finds out the gold was where he was the whole time. Exactly. Um, spoiler alert. Who, to whoever says <laughs> this podcast, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that that is Everyone's a, read, a right? classic, a classic read. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. But yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a perfect example of the people uh, here, where we try to glorify things outside of, especially we glorify the West. And look, Hollywood has done an amazing job in glorifying their own lifestyle, their culture. America has done an amazing job in glorifying themselves that now the rest of the world will follow. If, uh, if Americans start um, all shaving their head tomorrow, I guarantee you people here will start shaving their head. Um, God damn. All right. You see what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's like, why do we have to do that? I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, embracing them. There's nothing wrong with celebrating them, but... Can we also celebrate us in the process? We need to celebrate us a little bit more. Let's let us make it equal. And 
Um, I guarantee you, if we had that, I can. I'm telling you this from honest. Like, I've thought about this so many times. I think Bahrain, because it's small, and because our industry is so small and so like interconnected, if we have this mentality, we could be one of the most fastest growing, and we could put Bahrain on the map like instantly. But we're so separated, and we all have our own views. And we want to work alone, and we're trying to be this, we're trying to be that, whatever it is. If we all like come together and recognize that, in the same way that you know, in Hollywood, the industry is all interconnected. Everything is interconnected. The music, the, the film, um, media, um, commercial, all of that is all interconnected. And they have an infrastructure supported by lawyers, managers, agencies, talent agencies, everything, unions. If we have something similar, like a union over here, um, and just build off, we're already looking over there. We might as well copy the blueprint. We could be so much more, you know, powerful and um, creative and rich in art if we do that. Bro, give give this guy Nobel Award, man. <laughs> God <laughs> damn. Man, you, you hype me up too much, bro. You gassing me. No, 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 man. That that was that was real talk right there, man. That that was appreciate it, man. Man, like I've been I've been talked like I have I have my my connections in the film in the film industry and um I've been I've been wanting to pursue uh multimedia and design in college. Mm. So as of now That's I've already, amazing. Yeah, man, I've I've uh, I've I've already taken a gap year since I've okay. graduated. And you you're, you're spending a gap year doing amazing things, man. Look at you doing a podcast in your gap year and everything like I mean, I do what I do, man. This is this is for the culture. This is for the for for the country, man. We need we need more exposure here. I see yeah. all this potential, all this, all this uh, work that's just going in the bin without any recognition. You know, yeah. and this feels wrong. So yeah, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to expose Bahrain even more. It I like. I don't care if you're Indian. I don't care if 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 you're whatever. Like. As long as you have, like, like I this much that. influence, like this, like just one atom of dust, man, you are a part of this industry. I appreciate that. I um, that's very very sweet of you to say, and I'm very humbled by it because that's what I've been battling here, being an Indian in this part of the world. Um, people tend to celebrate their own kind, and I've been here all my life. And feeling like I'm not one has is a, sort of a difficult thing to go through. But I don't try to pay too much attention. I try to just keep doing what I'm doing, keeping my head down. And um, I hope, hopefully, one day, you know, equal recognition for everyone, whoever is here. And that's yeah. what I, that's what I hope for. Um, I don't want it to be that oh, this expat has to work ten. 10 times more to be celebrated, you know, the same way the other guy who's just released two songs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it yeah, has yeah, to be equal true. for everybody. Whoever's, whoever's working, it has to be work-based. It has to be, you know, passion-based, not r race or gender or anything like that. Nothing, that should not even be um, focused on. Not that it's uh, a bad thing. It's like, these are things that are, that are a bonus at the end but 
if you focus on the essence of these things, of like whoever's working hard, who's working diligently, who's relentlessly persistent in accomplishing their goals, that should be celebrated, no matter who that person is or where they're from. Yeah, my God. So, um, as I was saying, the the film industry in Bahrain, yes. bro, we've like Bahrain is known for for being like the first GCC country who um, started the film industry in in the Gulf and shit. And mm -hmm. and ever since that time, we've we've been having short films coming out here and here, and getting like small recognition and stuff but if you look at the film industry now in mm -hmm. Bahrain, right you look at it and you see all these amazing short films that are being produced and are being shown I mean, like um screen at small movie clubs and and uh, and like gatherings like i'm gonna be real with you bro like mm -hmm. there are some films that are that deserve worldwide recognition. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that they deserve an Oscar or something like that, but they deserve more recognition. Like the 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 color correction, the scenes, the story, the script, the 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 lining, the 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 cinematography, bro. The the shit is real. I'm not surprised. We have it here. We do. We do because this is one of the few countries in the world where we are so exposed to so many different cultures. And people and this this land is everyone every every country has its ups and downs, but the beauty about Bahrain is like we've been we've been historically we've been so tolerant and tolerating to different cultures and people and lifestyles and everything that we as people and kids growing up are exposed to so many different things. Um, you know. Being a kingdom as well, it's not even a democracy. We're still we're still feeling that freedom yes. of expression yes. and the, the the demographic of you know variables that keep changing and everything. We're we're experiencing life stories from different parts of the world. So naturally, filmmakers here, create creatives over here, are going to create from a much wider perspective than most people would create if they were just living in one village. And um, only exposed to that sort of, you know, scene all their lives. Yeah. And, um, you know, you have such a good uh, intention. Your heart is very, you know, it's very set in what you want to do in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't want it to be one of the many people who've tried to do what you do. And I really hope that you are successful in what you're saying because... So many people before you have come, come down here and been like, man, I want to unite the, the industry. I want to do this and do this. And then they create a spark, but then the fuel is not given to that pilot flame. It's just the flame comes in and then it dies down. The flame comes in and it dies that's, down. That's, that's another point. That's another yeah. point. We have the drive. We yeah. have the, the the determination, the perseverance, but we not we don't got no fuel. We don't mm -hmm. we don't have something that will back us up when we do it, you know. So that's uh, that's another thing. Like, um, sorry, I got cut off for a second. What did you say? Yeah, we don't have the fuel. We don't have the. We don't. Yeah, we don't have the fuel. So sustenance. 
we're trying to reach that level, but at the same time, make something of our own, you know? Yeah. So we're doing that steadily. Okay. So, um, um, how can I say this? The, the industry is slowly growing. And in these past three re uh, recent years that we've been going through this uh, COVID pandemic, Mm -hmm. we've been revising our strengths and weaknesses. We've been trying to um, count and like look at our inventory and see what we can do and what we can. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So yeah, like the film industry and the music industry is slowly growing up. Artists such as you, um, Rista, um, uh, Mayal Qasim, Nabil Adil, they're, they're, they're waking up. Confade, yes, Confade, man. Uh, like, uh, I think I it, talked to him about making, making a podcast as well with him. Yeah, yeah. He, his music is is fire, man. He was one of my inspirations when I came back here in 2018. I saw the work he was doing. Um, this was before he signed to Outlaw. And this guy was consistent, man. He was putting out a lot of music. And you know what's so... Okay, listen, let me just talk about Confade for a second. I did not know this until he came home the other day. He doesn't have a studio, right? He does not have a studio. He's using his phone. He's you no. He's using his his microphone from his freaking Apple headphones. You know your Apple headphones, the wired headphones, and you got a little microphone. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, not the AirPods. These are the 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 the, the, the Max. No, just the normal ones. The normal. No uh, way. The, the wired regular, ones. the regular ass wired earphone with the mic, with the little click on the clip on thing where you can click on it with the volume button on it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He uses that to record his music. He'll find Holy a beat. He records shit. on GarageBand on his iPhone. He does his ad libs. Everything he records his rap. And I was like, what? It is so clean. His recordings are so. Oh my god, it's so Bro, cool. Confate, if you're listening to this, man, kudos to you, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to you, bro. God damn. That man needs to be celebrated, man. You gotta get him on this podcast, honestly. I'ma do I'ma do I contacted him like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I was I was uh uh commenting on one of his uh one of his story posts and I was yeah. like so he fa he found one of my comments really funny and I was like, yo bro, I have a podcast and shit and I, I would really be honored for you. Mm. Um, to be on it, and I was like, "Yo, anytime and shit." So, yeah, yeah, man, like yeah, him man. and 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 Rista and and Nabil Ada, those three men, those guys are pioneering the music industry here, the, especially the the hip hop man. Like these guys, are yeah, killing it. Also, uh, Moza Wyatt, man. Um, oh shit! Yeah, he's he's a, he's a pretty much a behind legend at this point, right? Like he's been doing this for some time. Um. Yeah, his music as well. God damn! Yes, of course, man. How can I just I love that. Like everyone has their own unique sound, and it just makes sense. It's still all Bahaini at the end of the day. Um. Everyone over here, as long as we try and just like embrace ourselves, man. That's what I'm saying. Like this, this place has so much to offer. So much. Um. Yes, of course, man. Like this. This is like. How can I say this? We we have the people, we have the drive, we have the determination. Yes, and we just need the fuel. We need we yes, need sir. feedback. We need engagement. That's it, and that's what I'm trying to yes. do with this podcast. I'm trying to 
get as much like I'm trying to approach people who have a voice in the industry and and and, and hit them up and like yo, we need if 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 you're up for it, we'll record an episode. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, sh- we'll show the people not just in Bahrain but worldwide because I yeah. have like in cor- according to the analytics that, um, on 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 Spotify, yeah. we do have listeners from Brazil, from France. Hey, um, hey! I'm, I'm I'm talking real, man. Like we have listeners from all over the world. That's amazing. But, but man. even though even though they're they're coming in such small percentages yeah we're gonna get there we're gonna get there it just needs time and patience you know you know it's it's so it's so interesting right now my music on apple music i'm getting so i see my analytics on both spotify and apple right um on spotify um my my top five countries are us um canada india bahrain and i think uk Right. Okay. But in Apple Music, I have a lot of fans from both Ukraine and Russia, and oh, they're listening shit. to the same songs. Both of them are listening to the same songs. Damn. So I was, I was like, man, wouldn't it be crazy if I could just like fly down there and play uh, a gig for like peace? Wouldn't that be sick? <laughs> just that'd be world. amazing, bro. <laughs> yo, yo, man. That's some that's some Disney World shit right there. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. yeah shit, yeah i mean if 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 you were to do that man i'll I fly down there and get a ticket uh, hey. i don't mind hey hey man you know you gotta represent let's do it all right all right right write it down <laughs> write it down on the board bro write it down <laughs> um so okay yeah, um or like all right this is this is probably like the 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 how can i like yeah this is the fifth question what are some of the artists that you would like to work with in the future oh man so many so many like name um, a few well first first of all because he inspired me to work really really hard on my own shit uh russ for sure all right um because when i started making music um, one of my, one of my sisters was like, oh, check this guy out. He's kind of, you know, you should check him out because he's doing what you're doing, but he's kind of like, he's been doing it for a while. I was like, oh shit, what? And I listened to it and I'm like, this guy's putting out a song a week on SoundCloud. That's crazy. Um, this was during his SoundCloud days. And I was like, oh, if he can do that, I can fucking do it. And like, just because he can do it doesn't mean I can't. I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know, like, it just like made me like so fired up. I was like, yeah, I want to see if I can beat this guy. <laughs> but um, but no, no, he's he's honestly been a huge inspiration. And I think I definitely want to work with him um, in the future. Kendrick Lamar as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Kendrick Lamar has been a silent influence on me. Um, Bro, have you listened to the latest album? Of course, man. I love that he uh, went spiritual with it this time and he you know put on um, Eckhart Tolle yeah uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah because I've been listening to Eckhart Tolle since I was in school you know it's so funny bro oh my god you know what's so funny Um, in 2015 I was 
I was going through that that transition phase when I was losing the guitar. I was going through like a you know whole traumatic space, but I had a lot of time to myself because all my friends left for the summer and I decided to stay back. So I had a lot of alone time, and during that alone time, I spent a lot of time listening to Muji and Eckhart Tolle, and for music, I was listening to Kendrick Lamar. So I listened to like Eckhart Tolle in the morning and then take a walk and listen to Kendrick Lamar. And <laughs> to, to, to see those two things join in this album, like I was like, I feel like it's a sign from the universe, man, that this is crazy. Like, I don't know, man. I just, it just felt, it just empowered me a little bit, even though I had nothing to do with it. I just, I just felt like I think I'm on the right path. <laughs> just listening to this album. So it was it was fire like the way that like the new album man I did not expect the variety of 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 tunes and the transition between between this rhythm and the next man like this the shit was fire bro I, yeah like, like I I didn't expect it from a from an artist such as uh, such as Kendrick so I mean I definitely did expect it bro like he's reached that point. He's already reached legend status, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. He's, be he's beat the video game. He's beat the game, and now he's doing all the side quests at this point. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I feel like he's, I mean, to reach to that point where people will eagerly wait for your album. You've put out, your last album was four years ago. Wasn't it four years ago, Damn. Uh, four years ago, man. Like I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and for for people to never forget that, uh, never forget him, because there's so many artists that come and go, and artists will ride the wave and be hype, like you know, be the main hype for for like a season, and after that they just disappear and oh where they go, they put out another album, they're already forgotten, no one gives a fuck about it anymore. But Kenny Lamar, uh, J Cole, Drake, whoever, God damn, legends. bro, J Cole is like that guy. Yeah, I've, I've talked about this with Nabil, man. I've talked about this with Nabil in the last episode. We were, yeah. we were, we were straight up fanboying on on J Cole, like straight up, bro. Like, yeah, we, we are, we are diehards for for J Cole, man. That guy, yeah, that guy is just legend status at the top. top exactly. Notch. I mean, the amount of realness that this guy that comes out of this guy's mouth, like so many, so much wisdom. And he's not afraid to show that. He's not afraid to to preach. He's not afraid to just say what he needs to say. He's not afraid to say the truth. Um, which not a lot of artists do that. You know? That's it's 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 a gem. It's a gem to have that in the world right now. It is, totally is, man. Totally is, man. Like the like you said, the realness that comes out of that guy's mouth, man. Like like for example, have you have you listened to uh, 1985? Yeah, of course, bro. <laughs> the message. I arrived. <laughs> exactly, bro. 1985, yeah. man. The message that he was delivering in such smooth bars. Yes, man. So one day, one day those kids was listening, going to grow up. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, man, yeah, 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 yeah. God damn. Yeah, oh. dude. This. It's a good time to be alive right now, man. Yeah. Have, man. We have uh, celebrated artists and who who've who've gone through a lot in life and are paving the way through the forest of 
uncertainty and confusion and doubt and everything and, and we're following these people my goal is to be amongst them you know bro you already are man you already I appreciate are it. thank you man so, <laughs> so to, to like sum up the whole episode and stuff um i know i've taken a lot of your time um but oh, oh good what, i really enjoyed this is, conversation bro bro it's, it's all on me man like such a huge honor but to just Likewise. like uh, sum it up, um, what is what is your message to all of those aspiring artists out there, to all those youngsters in Bahrain? What 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 is your message to them? Just put stuff out. Just put it out. I know you want to go go to a studio, record it, make it sound perfect. Doesn't matter. Just put it out. Put anything out. Write. Put it out. Write a verse for a song. Oh, here's an idea. Just put it out. Consistently just put it out until you get so confident that um, creating just becomes a second nature habit. And then you just start doing it more and more. Um, and anytime you feel like you're doubting yourself, just know that that doubt is usually like one step away from your next best song. Anytime you feel like, oh man, I'm, I can't, I'm going to write this black, I'm writing something so cheesy and stuff. Write it anyway. Uh, create create the worst stuff. Make it horrible. Just make horrible stuff if you need to. And soon enough, okay. <laughs> soon enough, you you will uh, start making good stuff. All right, guys, that was Zanai. Feel free to check out his hit single, Ugly on Apple Music, Spotify, and all your streaming services. Pretty sure they're available everywhere. And also check out his social media account on Instagram, uh, Zanai Music. And uh, yeah, that was basically the end of the first episode of season two. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And uh, yeah, uh, it's been your boy and your host, A.H. Alawi, and this was the Bahraini Voice Podcast. See you on the next episode. Peace.